Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You're listening to a Rare Drop podcast. Check us out at raredrop.co. Welcome to episode. Was that no? You didn't like that? I was like, you're an all star. Get your get your game on. Go play. play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that works. Okay, I can't play this on Twitch now because copyright. Um, uh, uh, welcome to Star Wars and Scotch episode fifty five with myself, 55, Kevin, dude. joined by Tim, my co host. Hi, hello, that's me, aka Darkness four two nine. He's uh, know, currently making a me. graphic so people know what server he's on at all times uh, when he's playing New World, which Tim shockingly enjoys. Yeah, it's really good. It's um, it's not Star Wars, Kevin, but, you know, it'll do. I'm just shocked you like it because it is a grindy, long MMO. Like, there is a long road ahead if you're going to play the game. Yeah, but like I can spend eight hours chopping trees and talking to chat. Well, so, speaking of, you know, like you you spoke to chat about Star Wars and Scotch the other day while you were. Oh my god, we talked about. Okay, so uh, we spent two hours just bitching about M count. <laughs> Sorry, I spent two hours bitching say. about M count. <laughs> yeah, it was me. Someone someone sent me a tip and they're like, hey, you know, it's it's been a while. I would love the TLDR on why you don't like the M count theory. I'm like, oh, here we go. <laughs> Well, so, well, <laughs> yeah, sit on down. I have a tale to tell. Uh-huh. Uh, so, yeah, it was uh, it was good. It was a good discussion. Pimped out Star Wars and Scotch. So if this is your first time listening to Star Wars and Scotch. because You heard about it on stream. Hi. Welcome. It's nice to have you. There are 54 other episodes you can listen to, all of which have some semblance of relevancy. I always tell people go back and listen to the Mandalorian episodes because we were they're so good. Yeah, we were we were really theory crafting and having a good time. So knowing what happened is always fun. So please enjoy the journey. Um, I actually, you know what I put in for yesterday at Rare Job Agency, Tim? What? The Star Wars and Scotch brand refresh. Ooh, let's go. So uh, and whatnot. And then I mentioned to Paul that you and I before the end of the year should do one or two sws game nights yes uh and then we have the other project that when we launch the one project we can do the other star wars thing we wanted to do once a month if you remember that one but the other thing has to launch first right you don't know what i'm talking about do you i there are so many things kevin i feel like if i say something i'm gonna get it wrong (laughs) anyway so lots of cool stuff coming down the pipeline for star wars and scotch we're glad to have you. But before we get going today, make sure you go over to highscoretees.com slash rare drop and check out that fifth anniversary collection because it's going away soon. Only a few more weeks Aww. on the fifth anniversary collection. You can go experience rare drop 
in the adventure of fun and fortune. Adventure is the Indiana Jones, or as my wife put it, DuckTales style. Themes. Oh, it does look like DuckTales. Because like, uh, they use the same font. Yeah. Um, huh. And then uh, we have Fortune, which is the Black Lucky Cat. And then you have Fun, which is the Ska, which Tim was not into Ska until we were like in the car listening to Lesson Jake. And Tim went, oh, this is Ska. I didn't know that. I was like, oh, I was like, I love this song. And Kevin's like, this is Ska. I'm like, uh-uh. Uh-huh. <laughs> He's like, yeah, it is. <laughs> Well, you know. you have a long, rich history with boy bands, so I can see why you Shut never up, got into Kevin. Scott. Stop saying that in front of my friends. <laughs> we'll be at the gym. It's <laughs> something that we say in the gym in confidence. What happens in the gym stays in the gym. And Backstreet Boys will come on, and I'm lifting, and I hear Tim behind me. You are my friend. Hey, we're going to get DMCA. <laughs> <laughs> Let's jump into it. We'll start with the big news first. Book of Boba Fett has a release date of December 29th. On Disney Plus, uh, no real surprises there. A little bit later than I expected. Totally fine, yeah. though. No issues, no problems. Um, it's a Wednesday this time, Tim. Are they going to do the Wednesday, oh, Friday? Wednesday. Oh. Remember, they did that with, I believe it was yeah, I would. Ass- I would assume so. They did. They did a Wednesday drop, and then they did a Friday, and then they went to the normal Friday cadence. Yeah, yeah. so I would assume that's what's happening here. Because Friday is the 31st, so that's New Year's Eve. So that would make sense that we'd get a new uh, episode to watch. Um, let's. You want a theory craft? Um. Yeah. Does Does a bear poop in the woods, Kevin? Here we go. We need. Okay. I. We got to get a theory crafting sound clip of just like theory crafting, or I don't know, something like that, or or maybe chat something a little classier. Oh boy, howdy! I'm ready. So, Book of Boba. What are your expectations, Tim? Uh, my expectations are that Boba Fett is going to get framed up as the anti-hero. He's this is this is going to be Boba Fett's redemption. Um, it's also going to be flashbacks, I think, to, to to explain the Sarlacc pit resurrection. Uh, I think that's how they're gonna they're really gonna tie up a lot of loose ends with Boba Fett here. Um, and yeah, I think they're gonna they're gonna tie up the loose ends with how with with his character creation. Um, I think we're gonna get some nods to Omega, and and his time on uh, Camino, because they dropped that bomb. Like you can't just like drop this whole bomb of like Alpha and Omega, Boba Fett and Omega, being the from the exact same. Like they're 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 clones, and they're twins, so they came out the exact same time. They know each other, so I'm really interested to see what happens there. And, um, yeah, I think it's just going to be like fun cowboy esque adventures with the book of Boba Fett, but I think it's going to really frame him up as being like, he's not a bad guy, but he's also not a good guy, which is weird because he was like one of the most feared villains. He was one of the most feared bounty hunters amongst the empire in the galaxy. And now he kind of feels like a good guy, but not really. So it's weird. He's what Han Solo wants to be. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, it's what it's what originally Han Solo was supposed to be. We talked about that too. Oh my gosh, Kevin, we 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 spent an entire hour talking about the whole who shot first thing. Um, yeah, who shot first? So, I, it, Han Solo did. Han Solo shot first, but they reversed it when they remastered Star Wars because they didn't like that Han Solo was being framed up as the bad guy. But the entirety of episode four is the journey of Han Solo being an absolute dirtbag pirate, which he's supposed to be. Yep. 
totally fine. He is an anti-hero at that point. He's a villain, essentially. He's a space pirate. He's doing bad things. He's doing selfish things for himself. All he cares about is Chewie, himself, and the ship. That's it. By the end of episode four, he loves people. He has friendship. He understands that there's a cause greater than himself. It's a beautiful story, and they completely screw that up. There we go. Very nice. I um. Thank you. I used to have a shirt that said Greedo Shot First just because it would piss people off. Um, <laughs> it was just block letters all inside. It was Greedo Shot First. And people would, <laughs> people would just come up to me and be like, no, no, no. No, Han, if you go back to the original, and I'm like, I know, I just want to start shit. <laughs> I'm a pot stirrer by nature. Uh, I, I agree with you. If, if we don't get explanations to him surviving the Sarlacc pit, I'll be pissed. I'll be pissed. Me so mad. And I'm already because, on like, ice with this show because it's Boba Fett. He's probably one of my least favorite characters in all of Star Wars. But this is kind of a hear me out. Anytime they produce something live action, I'll watch it. Doesn't matter. Yeah. So and it'll be added to my my con and continual. I don't say annual anymore because there's too much content now. So it's just my rolling chronological rolling watch through of the Star Wars universe. <laughs> um, well, don't forget, we also have the show that comes out on November 12th. So we, we don't even know what that's going to cover. Um, so the November 12th show might actually be like a whole flashback episode. It might be like him, like moments after him getting like just punched into the into the Sarlacc pit. You know, and then what happens after? Like, I, I don't, I don't know what they're gonna do. Or it's gonna be moments after him jumping into hyperspace after he leaves Din and crew on Moff Gideon's ship. I think that's like really the only two options you have. You either you pick it up moments after he jumps, or I mean, I guess they could pick it up right from Jabba's throne room, yeah, which that's I think would be kind of weird. I feel like I feel like that's the starting point for Book of Boba. So I feel like that you to. Like, <sighs> Is November twelfth going to be a teaser? Like, is it going to like be like the like episode zero? Is it going to be like essentially the pilot show for for this? What if November twelfth gets us from the Sarlacc pit to him following Din? I would be well. It would be the Sarlacc pit to him finding um, what's her face? Uh, Fennec. Yeah. So so he would meet Fennec, and at that point, we pretty much know what happens because. From when he fights Finnick to when he goes back to Tattoo, like when he like leaves and goes back, it's just like days. There really isn't much time. Like she, like maybe a month or so. Like there's not a lot of time from when that happened but to when he came back. There's years between the Sarlacc pit and right. Exactly. That's why I think from Sarlacc to Finnick would be like an interesting, like what happened, four, how did he get years? to where he was? Four-ish years. Uh, four years. Yeah. Yeah. So well, five. Technically five because Mandalorian starts at yeah. five-year mark after. Uh, Death Star Two blows up. Yeah, so that may, that would that would make the most sense of what it will be, and then like you said, it'll start in Jabba's palace on December 29th. That's what I'm thinking. Which is now Boba's palace. Um, well, uh, how long do you think Bib had? Bib had a solid five years there. Oh, he was. I mean, he was eaten like Jabba. Don't you feel bad for uh, him though? Why, Bib? He looks really. He looks really happy. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean. He he had a oh, solid oh, five year oh. run. Oh, that's what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sucks because he was like, yeah, I finally did it. It's my turn. And then Boba f shows up and he's like, get out. Bit. <laughs> Didn't even do anything. Just leave. Bib thick tuna, dude. He got really big. He did get really big. Very opulent. Uh, well, then I guess going from there, what does the future hold for Boba Fett? Is he going to become you know leader of a crime syndicate? Is he what? What happens? Because obviously they're going to, at some point, 
they'll give us the backstory, get us to where we are today, and then what happens? Uh, Does Omega like, show this, up? That's and that's and that's what's frustrating with me is they keep on dropping all this new information about Boba Fett, like him, like the whole the fact that him and Omega are twins, like that should be a huge deal, and and no one's like really talking about it, and that was frustrating for me is that they're they're twins. You know, Omega is an altered clone. But when we meet Django in episode two, doesn't Lama Su say that he's an unaltered clone? I believe so. Okay, so... Well, we know he is because he ages slower than everyone else. Well, But that's the whole thing. Omega also doesn't have the aging right. gene enabled. But she's an altered clone. We know that she's an altered clone. She's a super clone. She's essentially like that's why she's a part of the bad batch. That's why people are hunting her. And then what about Boba? Well, Boba is Django's. Boba also Boba was Django's gift. Right, exactly. He was Django's gift, but they never mentioned that he had a twin sister. Well, maybe they never told Django. Maybe they made that on their own. Right, exactly. That's my whole point. But what does that make Boba Fett? Does that make him a super soldier? Maybe is are they using are they using the fact that Boba and Omega are actually gene- like they are super soldiers they are the same of the same like um, mutations as the Bad Batch right that would they were the the originals they were the test subjects right yeah but or Omega we knew that Omega was until she mentioned that she had a clone or a, a twin yes okay so then therefore I believe that Django is our Boba Fett is also an, a super soldier. He's also a altered clone, but was not told. Okay, so you're saying not a retcon, but that the Kaminoans lied to Django. Exactly. It. It's a retcon. It's a way for them to well, fix it. It's not. So necess- it's, it's, a, it's a retcon on Lucas's part. It's not on like the whole Star Wars thing. Like you can easily say like, oh, we just didn't sell him. Right. But I think they're trying to, I think what they're trying to do is they're trying to make Boba Fett tie into the Bad Batch in a way, making him because of Omega that ties him into that storyline, right? Because he is Alpha, she is Omega. I I fervently believe that they are going to use the fact that he is a super soldier as how he was able to survive the Sarlacc pit. I think that's what they're going to do is that he has some type of like he's like Logan to a certain degree is that he can like he can heal himself. He has some type of like super regenerative power. Um, that, you know, like everybody's got something different. Like everyone in the Bad Batch has a unique skill and we still don't know what Omega's is. We, we, I, I think she's telepathic to some point. Um, and so that could make, that could do something for Boba. And then that's, that's where I'm at right now is I think that's where all of this is going to tie into as to how he got out. Because in Legends, he got out by just like blowing up the Sarlacc. He was like throwing thermal detonators and just blew himself out of it. Kind of like how Din blew himself out of the, um, out of the dragon. Um, but then we also argued the fact of like when Din blows himself out of the, out of the dragon, there's a bunch of acid and stuff. Like we watched the dragon, like spew acid all over, all over the Tusken Raiders. But when you look at Mandalorian armor, it's not like it covers you from head to toe in Beskar, right? It just covers the vital organs like like normal body armor does. So if you get completely encased in like acid, it's still going to get under the armor. It's still going to get 
you know, it's still going to get into the cloth and stuff. And so that's originally, that's why it made sense for me that Boba Fett's Beskar armor survived the Starlight Pit. That's why the Jawas were able to pull it out. Like, they, like he spat, like essentially the, the Sarlacc spat it out. And when you read the books, you know, we learn about the Jawas that take the Beskar armor and sell it to Cobb Vanth. And so then that all made sense. And then all of a sudden this motherfucker shows up again. So that's how I think they're going to fix it. I think that's how they're going to tie it all together. Interesting. <clears throat> I, I think I, it still doesn't, it still doesn't explain how, how someone wearing Beskar armor can survive acid. Yes. That part still doesn't, it still doesn't fix it. Like how Din was able to do it. But I think we like, we see the, we see Boba is scarred. He doesn't have any more hair. His skin is all like deteriorated from, from, the acid so we know that he took physical damage from the sarlacc beast but he survived well how could any normal human survive that no one could so that's why i still fervently believe that he is a super soldier that's interesting never looked at it that way very and a lot of people were thrown off by that theory because of of omega well then and everyone's like well what do you mean and I'm like but because they're they're twins like i i, I highly doubt that they altered one and didn't alter the other. So would the super soldier then theory feed into the necrotic death trooper theory because it's all the same program, essentially? Um, I guess. Because you could say that, that maybe they were trying to create more of those and somehow along the way they ended up making zombie soldiers instead of... Oh, I don't know. It'd be really interesting. Instead of that. Yeah, but I mean, like it would have to be done from birth. Like, like no, like death troopers weren't weren't from birth though. No, but I'm talking about like what they did with with Boba and Omega. Right. Like that was done like in. A, I'm saying they, they succeeded there, but then they were like, "Oh, we can do this again," and it didn't work. Oh, and like they were able to like inject them with a serum. That yeah, and then they were like, back. "Oh man, we ended up making these instead. These are also useful, so let's make more of these." I I really want them to flush out the death troopers. And, and figure out, like, really, they really need to explain, like, how that is actually done. Uh, because, like, they keep they keep slowly reintroducing Death Troopers, like, into the into the cinematics. And they really need to flush out that story. Because we haven't really, we don't know much about them. They show up, they show up in Rogue One. And they show up back again at the end of Season 1 for Mandalorian. And they're, they're so cool. Like, they're badass. They're also... And they show up in books... Well, the, and then their armor is on that that squad with uh, what's his? I keep wanting to say Deadshot, and that's not what his name. Oh, a crosshair. Crosshair. Yeah. So, and and then we and then we 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 are, it's really starting to show that that his his division is going to be the beginning of like the special elite, the Death Troopers. Yeah. The, so they were uh, who excelled at their training were reassigned to the Death Trooper camp on Scarif. Death Troopers were required to meet rigid physical and ideological standards with height and weight standards that exceeded typical troopers. They were subjected to a battery of physical tests and classified surgical enhancements, mm -hmm. making them somewhat, quote, beyond human, end quote. Yep. Additionally, Death Troopers had to complete rigorous training in exotic environments to be stronger, faster, and more resilient than the norm. 
Other specialties include unarmed combat, heavy weapons, demolitions, improvised weaponry, guerrilla warfare, and marksmanship. Wink, wink. In the field, death troopers operate in small groups with each trooper specializing in a specific skill set, which sounds just like the Bad Batch. They're, they're bio mutations that they implement. Like some of them are like so intense that like it, like it just leaves them looking like a Frankenstein at that, that point. At least that's how it's mentioned in some of the books. And um, in Thrawn, um, they talk about like the, the death troopers and just like how just like menacing they look when their armor's off, that they're all scarred and they just look just terrifying. The helmet of Trudgeon, one of the Knights of Ren, contained a section of a Death Trooper helmet indicating that. that he defeated one at some point in time. Oh, you sent me that picture. Uh-huh. I remember yeah, that and picture. So, like, that's what's so funny is, like, he wore that like a trophy, but every time we've seen a Death Trooper, they've never really done anything cool. And that's the most frustrating part with that entire that entire story arc is, like, the Death Trooper is supposed well, to be this top elite, and they always like every everything else in Star Wars. The bad guys always just get pushed over. In the comics, the de- like the ones, especially the ones that serve Vader, are super badass. Uh-huh. Yeah, because he has three that are like undyingly loyal to him and no one else. Because he saved them. But, uh, is that why? If I remember correctly. Um. Oh man, they talk about it in Doctor Afra a little bit. I forgot. I'm trying to see if there's any other information here on their history. They were named by Emperor Palpatine himself to capitalize on rumors about a legendary Imperial Military Department of Advanced Weapons Research Project to revive necrotic tissue, which ultimately resulted in the creation of uncontrollable undead troopers sometime between one and three. Which <laughs> Is that Legends? No, this is canon. No way. Yeah, which... which what? I wonder if... You know that fan video that you always see on TikTok with the mm-hmm. zombie? I wonder if they'll take that and use that as like a failed experiment of it. That's wild. Uh, during construction of the Death Star above the Geonosis, uh, Tarkin was accompanied by, yeah, we know about that, to Scarif. Mm-hmm. Uh, Krennic, we know, had them. It was all the top Krennic, moths had them. Krennic, yeah, so. And then it goes to Thrawn, which you knew about, and Callus. Uh-huh. Yeah, so there's a huge gap here, because then it jumps to Rebels. And we know yep. they're in Rebels because Thrawn has them. He's flanked by them. <clears throat> are the ones that yeah, so would, are the ones that Thrawn has loyal to him, like the Vader ones, and not the Emperor? Oh, very much so. Yeah, I know they're like they're extremely loyal to him. Isn't that interesting? Um, yeah, it is. Like, but that's what that's what like I mean, wait, like them being loyal to just Thrawn. And then the ones that are with Vader are just loyal to Vader. You think the Emperor yeah, knows probably, that? I don't know, dude. Well, the Emperor. The Emperor was already doubting Vader, and he was already doubting Thrawn at that point, so probably he was suspicious. I mean, like, at that point, Vader was trying to build a robot army to destroy the Emperor. Yeah. And Thrawn was helping the Chiss Ascendancy, you know, with, with their shit, so he he couldn't trust anyone. He was like, everyone's against me. Uh, he was he was that's why he was making all the clones because he knew something bad was going to happen. And that's why Operation Cinder was set in place because he knew when he died, all of the grand all of the moths, everybody would be fighting. All the grand admirals would be fighting over, you know, territories they would want, you know, complete control. Which we see in aftermath. And, yeah, which you see in aftermath. Um, and then the Battlefront Two story or the Battlefront Two campaign, that story showcases Operation Cinder really, really well. And it shows just like the ferocity of the empire uh, and what the emperor was willing to do in order to essentially save himself 
which was turn and burn and blow everything up. It was wild. Those messenger droids will eternally remain the creepiest, creepiest droids I've ever seen in all the of Star Sentinels? Wars. The ones who deliver the messengers to, yeah, to the, the moths. The and one whatnot. in red would they have just the the face? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're creepy. Execute Operation Cinder. But um, man, we really went on a tangent from from Boba Fett. Yeah, well, um. <laughs> I mean, I mean, if your theory holds up, it leads to a, a litany of other things that we would yeah. link back to Bad Back season two. So it's worth saying because there's correlations there, uh, and you know we're not the only two. It was all over the internet making you know the the crazy Charlie Kelly charts of like. <laughs> and then they ended up here, and what about Boba and the, the child? And look at it. I'm wearing my I'm all ears shirt today, by the way. You see? Oh, I like that. It's good. I'm all it's ears. cute. Yeah. I have the matching underwear, too, in case you were wondering. Oh, oh. <laughs> you have socks? You have socks? No, I have my. Sorry, audio viewers, that you can't see. I have my Donald Duck uh, socks that I got at Disney Springs on today. Ah, that's very nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, speaking of uh, more Disney. Lego oh, Star Wars Terrifying Tales comes out today. So too early. Tim, this is not one Tim and I are waking up I'm with not, the ass I'm crack of dawn it. and we're not going to watch. Mm-hmm. I'm going to watch it with my son. So I'll report sure. back next week. Please do. Uh, you did. This is not required watching as, as an SWS uh, patron or host. So no. if you're not interested, no worries. But I'm going to watch it this week with my son and I will let you all know. Thank you. Uh, the 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 cover art for it is hilarious. There is a broken Death Star, which looks like a moon in the background, with a cloudy scene and a gravestone with the Empire sig- uh, sigil that says "Rest in Pieces." Legos, haha. Oh, that's cute. And then a Vader hand coming up out of the ground like a zombie with a red lightsaber. So, um, I'm gonna watch it with my son this week, and I will report back next week. What if that's all canon? Nothing in Lego is canon. They've said that numerous times. But what if it is? People, some people believe Visions is canon, Kevin. What if some of it in Legos? Then that means the Christmas canon. special broke the timeline, and we do have a Star Wars multiverse. That's what that means. <laughs> Could you imagine if they're like, "Hey, by the way, everything that happened in Legos is real," just in a different even the, u- universe? Even the retelling of the classic stories is so like they they put comedy in it on purpose, and and you know things happen so i we're gonna feel foolish when they they pull that one on us yeah i think we'll be okay uh <laughs> but uh yeah so i'm gonna watch this with hunter this week and i will report back to you but it is out today uh when you hear this you can go watch it on disney plus star wars terrifying tales it's called it's the halloween special um <laughs> much like the christmas special which the christmas special was cute it was funny it was all the Lego stuff is cute. It's just you got to take it with a grain of salt. Don't go into it thinking you're going to have this like complete Star Wars cathartic experience. It's it, And that's what I thought when I went into watching it. No. And I realized that I need a kiddo. Yeah, it's for kids me to watch. It's for kids. Will yeah. he not watch it? He's not interested in Legos yet. He's too little. No, he wants it. Elmo, Barney. <laughs> oh, remember? He'll get there. He likes he likes Marvel, though. He, um, he has a five minute. He has the five minute uh, storybooks. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. Has a Marvel Hunter one. Has those. I read to him. Um, the one about uh, Peter Parker sending out uh, party invites and Thanos ends up getting one and he, he ends up with an Achar- a Chitari army to invade uh, Central Park. It was great. It, like, it was a terrible story, but it was super fun. The kiddo loved it. He loves Captain Marvel and he loves his Star Wars stories right now. He reads is um, uh, it's a it's a story about C-3PO, R2-D2 and BB-8 going to Tatooine 
to scan the planet to to send information back to uh, General Organa at the time. And uh, it's terribly written, but he loves it. It's not for you, so, though. That's why it's terribly it's written. It's not for me. Star, Star Wars is for kids. I uh, We have the Golden Book, so we have the original trilogy, the prequel trilogy, and then we have the High Republic Golden Book. Aww. We have to get those for him. And the funny thing is, the High Republic one is completely canon, and it actually fits in between stories. It's about uh, what happens. Um, <laughs> as dark as this sounds, it's about protecting the people on uh, what's the planet that uh, Hetzal Prime. Oh, when the asteroids yeah, come in it's to blow about them up? the Jedi like saving the people on Hetzal Prime. <laughs> That's dark because a lot of people die on that planet. Yeah, well, it's a kid's book and they don't let them die in front of the kids. But it's just funny that that's where they go it's, with that. And then it goes to like Starlight Beacon and all the Jedi at the end. And well, it's cute. Yeah, it's it's cute. It's cute. It's cute. Uh, well, it's Christmas soon. So well, I'll you're, get it for you're currently for reading. You're you're listening to the new um, the Lord of D book. Uh, yeah, so tell me about that. I haven't started it yet. So it is completely voice acted, and uh, I forget the name of it. Pick it up on Audible. So it is called... Why don't we have an Audible sponsorship yet? I don't know. We should ask Alex and Molly about that, because they have one. Uh, what the hell is this book called? This is Audible. Tempest I mean, like, I feel like we... Is it called Tempest Runner? It is called yes, Tempest Runner. Temp- it's called Tempest Runner. Um, I'm surprised. Like, we, we pimp out audio uh, audiobooks to our, our listeners. All the time. So here, here's where I'm at with 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 Star Wars books. I finished uh, Rising Storm. I tried yep. to listen to Out of the Shadows, but the narrator for that one just is not for me. Uh, I'm sure some of you love her. She she just going from Mark to her is rough. Um, no offense to her, but I I can't do it. So I I cheated and watched the YouTube video on Out of the so, Shadows. So the Fallen Star, you're not going to be listening to. Is it narrated by her as well? Uh, Claudia Gray. No, that's the author. Oh, that is the author. The one who's re- who who reads this one? Uh, this is the newest. One. This is the next one coming out. This is, uh, there's the oh no, it's it's read by it's read by Mark. And then the next novel comes out in January. By the way, I just pre-ordered it yesterday on Audible. Um, is it in my thing over here? If we ever catch up with these books, I would love to go back and listen to some of the um, the like non-canon books, but. I feel like yeah, I'm constantly just, on the next so much, one. There's so much content, dude. Like, Which I'm fine with. Yeah. Tempest um, Tempest Runner is great. It's fully voice acted. It is not an, an audio book, and it is more like an old play. Uh, like, like, a, like an old radio show. Exactly. and Love it. It is really good, and it is Lorna's complete backstory. So it takes place immediately following Rising Storm when you leave Lorna in the hangar. Um, uh-huh. everything that happens to her, but she's telling people her past in the book. Oh, cool. so you get a complete history of Lorna. Um, I don't want to give anything away cause it's actually really insightful and it's helping build her. And r- at the moment, I like uh-huh. her more as a villain than I do Martian. Um, now, wow, you've made me very upset to hear that kevin martian's getting much better he's becoming more brutal and you know he's not forgiving um i don't want to see you haven't finished rising storm yet sorry there's, there's a few other things i don't want to say but there are other familiar oh i know i know about i know how it ends so you know what happens to pan yeah i no, you're fine i know i know about that i know i know what 
what uh, it, Martian does to with with the big super weapon. So in essence, it is it is detailing what's going. It, it is detailing what's happening with Lorna and Pan as the Nihil continue to change, evolve, and break and rebuild. Uh, Martian is talked about, but he's nowhere to be found right now. Interesting. So he's off. And the beginning of Rising Storm, when we go to that planet with his aunt or whatever that it was. Ice plan- the ice planet, yeah. With that amazing story with the snake and the, the ice it's snake. It's really good. Yeah, and him just freaking ripping it apart and using what's-his-face's lightsaber well, and, then ki- and then kill And then killing the uh, killing the navigator was really brutal. He just steps on his head. Yeah, he just doesn't care anymore. But, um, so, in essence, this is, this is a great segue, and if you're into audiobooks, 100%. I don't even know if they made a paper copy of this. I don't see how you could, but 100% recommend listening to this one. I'm really enjoying it. It's only about seven hours, uh, and I'm about three and a half hours uh, through. So uh, that's what's going on with High Republic books. Tim, you're almost done with Rising Storm. You said you got like four almost hours done left. Rising Storm. So once yeah, Tim is done, hours we'll talk about that. Um, Trail of Shadows is the new High Republic Marvel comic. Uh, number one, I believe, is out. And if it's not out yet, you can read the first few pages on StarWars.com. Um, it is a murder mystery. Uh, and the first page is super, super har- harrowing to see the murder victim with a lifeless face. And then he, like, crumbles and turns to dust. And I want to know what's going on. So th- I'm hooked already. But I am all- I am caught up with the Marvel stuff. Tim needs to catch up with Marvel uh, High Republic series. I only read the. F- I got caught up. Are you all caught up? Caught up? I read. I read them all. Oh, we should talk about that next we, week because then, then we were going to talk about them, and then we're like, let's save it for another time. So let's do that next week too, uh, and then we got uh, the IDW ones. I read the first issue, which is great because Yoda's in it, and he he looks so much younger. It's so cool. He's just like he's not Does hunched he have over. The hair? He's he doesn't have a ton of hair. It almost looks like he shaves it because he's just like a clean oh, green. Uh huh. But he's not hunched over. He sits up straight. Yeah. And he's a freaking badass with his lightsaber. Not that he wasn't when he was older, too, but yeah. Um it, it it's fun to see the one character you know in this universe in a different time when he's he's but they also, you know, we, we touched on it when we reviewed the first book. Like Yoda's Yoda's been into some shit and no one knows yeah, what it he's is. He's off doing his own thing and nobody knows what he's doing. So, so at some point they're gonna have to oh, yeah. start talking about and, it. And and I have a feeling it links back to Legends and back to sure. season six of Clone Wars when his dark mm. side comes out and it's like, Why don't you play with me anymore? Which is one of the most terrifying really, things. You really wanna see that. You want that so bad. I wanna see it so bad. Cause it it throws you for a loop because you know he's yeah because he's Yoda. It's not the Yoda you know. Even think of the way Mark described Yoda, and the way he said why he was his favorite character. There's there's almost this hollowed, holy aura around Yoda because of who he is, sure. and then to know yeah. that he struggled with darkness and apparently dabbled in it. If you go to again, I'm comparing it to Legends. I feel like he dabbled in it at some point. So uh, interested to see. I feel like he did something. The council was like, you need to take some time and realign yourself with the force. Did you imagine if they just kind of like they didn't ban him, but they were like they put him on like a sabbatical and then like, dude, you need to go find yourself, which he would do. And I want to know what that journey looked like, because, you know, he probably communed with the wills of the force and went through trials and did all sorts of crazy mm-hmm. shit. So yeah. uh, I'm, I'm I'm down for that. But Trail of Shadows looks really good. It's definitely a deviation from what we've been experiencing with the High Republic. 
Uh, so it almost feels like a good side story. Because right now, High Republic is divided up into a bunch of smaller stories with a bunch of different characters. But the characters seem to intersect and, and interact with each yes. other as you go through different media. For instance, that Out of the Shadows book, Comac Vitus is in it. Um, who, who's the other guy from, from uh, that book, too? The Padawan. Oh, geez, Kevin. It was Comac um, Vitus and... Hold on. Hold on. Uh... I'm gonna remember his name. That's this is the hard. So this is the one of the really difficult things for me with High Republic is remembering all of the Jedi's names. Like it's it was. It, I feel like for me it was e it's easier to remember the names of people in the Skywalker saga. Breathe Silas. I, just, I don't. I don't know why. Because you saw I hear these them names all the time. Your only your mind's eye is controlling, and then you see them in a comic book and. I have to say though, when I see them in comics, they've done a really good job of describing them in the like books. When I saw when I saw Skier, I immediately I was like, "Oh yeah, okay, I know who that is." Like, and so like that's or like uh, Avon Chris. Like I like I can remember those people's names. It's all the people that I haven't seen yet. That I think you're right. Like I I don't have a way of rem reminding myself. Small, not really spoiler, but Skier is in the Lorna D book and tangles with her, and he's with Skier. he's with he's with Keeve from from the comic with her his his former Padawan. I think she's a master now, um, and or knight, not master, and um, she just keeps warning him because he keeps going a little too she's like master you threw well, him too hard well we saw that in the comic books right but it's just great that it's crossing over to other media yeah, and in this one you can really hear cool. his voice and he's like i'm you know i'm doing my best you know like that and it's just like That's so cool it was really cool moment and she was like master you have to calm yourself it was uh it was, it was pretty awesome but yeah it's um that's porter angle Sorry, I'm looking at pictures now because I went to go look. Reed Silas is in that one. Um, so Trail of Shadows deviates from that, and it seems to introduce us to some new characters. Uh, mm -hmm. Probably some older ones. Like, I see uh, the Battle of Grizel in here, and I see a few Jedi that we've seen. So I think that's Elzar, and I forget her name, but I've seen her everywhere. Elzar Mad. Oh, okay, yes. So it's not Elzar. It's Ty Yorick and... What's Elzar's best buddy? Oh, uh, <sighs> the other, the not the other, the pretty boy, the one who likes to uh, to f real hard. Yeah, he likes. Yeah, he likes to to you know do the dirty. I like, but I like that though. I really like like that that whole like him waking up fr from like a, a night of binge drinking and and sex and 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 he's just like. He he knew what he did, and he's like okay, but he was still like ashamed of it. Like that whole that whole like walk of shame part was just really good. I enjoyed that. I'm also enjoying Bell Zedifar and his little flame dog. Uh, Ember. Yes. Yeah, I love Ember. I want I want an Ember very badly. Oh my god, it's gonna bother me if I do not figure out what this guy's name is. And now I'm I, frantically. I, I really I really like Bell's journey so far. Like just like going from the last book to this one. Um. Also, y and you, you just Yariel you Poof is him. my favorite name of any Jedi in the High Republic. Poof, Yariel Poof, Poof. reminds me of my Poof. daughter because that's that's her nickname. <laughs> Poof. Poof. Okay, Stellan is the proper one. Elzar is the one that we were actually thinking of. Oh, El is Elzar man the pimp? Elzar's the pimp. Stellan is the one that's all prim and proper. Stellan, G Stellan Geos is the one that like is yeah he's perfect. Did Stellan Geos here? Yeah. Oh, yep. I should have gotten Mark to do that. 
also, and now I understand why you want him to save Valos so badly. Chapter forty-two, Valos. Yeah, because that's all it's is. It's just like chapter eighty-five over Valos. Chapter one hundred and sixty-seven. The I temple. now understand why Kevin wanted that. Republic <laughs> fan. Valo. Jedi yeah. Temple. <laughs> I mean, it's a big it's a big part of what happens there. Anyway, so yeah. um if you're interested in, in comics, you're all caught up and you just want to keep plowing through content, Trail Shadows. Uh I don't see October 13th. There you go. So you got two weeks. But if you want to get a head start, go to StarWars.com and the new story is right there. Um Boom. you uh two two more things uh one okay. they made a black series old school hasbro stormtrooper george lucas figure what what so it is it's the old you know how the black series is doing a lot of the old yeah i love i love the black series stuff so <laughs> george um he it's, it's he's a stormtrooper with no helmet on Oh, he's carrying his helmet. Why why do we need this? I you know, and people were sending it to me like, you should get this. I'm like, you haven't listened to Star Wars and Scotch if you think I want a George Lucas we don't figure. I like George Lucas very much. I like him for what he has given Star Wars, but he, the the and now his wife is all like outspoken about how much she hates the sequel trilogy. And it's like, okay, your husband also made the prequel trilogy, lady, like, chill out. He made the Phantom Menace, which I will say it again. Here, watch yourself. It is the worst movie in all of Star Wars, except for the last 10 minutes. Okay. The worst. It's like one of the most iconic lightsaber fight scenes ever. Except for the last 10 minutes. Now this is pod racing. God in heaven. Yep. (laughs) The only way they could make that Tatooine Rhapsody episode worse was revisiting one of the places I hate most in the Star Wars universe. Are you an angel? (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah, yeah, we can go. I can keep going. Please stop. The writing is terrible. The writing is abysmal. <laughs> but it also gave birth to my favorite meme ever, which is Darth Maul saving the universe. <laughs> Anakin, look out. It's so good, dude. That could have been it. That could have been Star Wars. Darth Maul could have lived on to be the hero he was meant to be. The world would rejoice. Like... Oh, well. Yeah, but then we would have never gotten his amazing monologue when he's in the throne room on Mandalore talking to uh, um, so good uh, Ahsoka. Uh, last thing before we head out today, uh, there is a a it's called the Odyssey of Star Wars, and it's supposedly it's an epic poem written in the fashion of the Odyssey of Homer. So <laughs> I'm gonna buy it because <laughs> okay. I'm very interested right. in. And the art alone is is really cool. It looks like you know uh, old Greek Are you art. Serenade me with these poems. Yeah, I could do that. Yeah, we could do that. Okay, one hundred percent. Perfect. I also ordered the Ronin um, book. Yeah, yeah. You said the artwork in that looks really nice. Yeah, and it, it's one of those books where you can display it somewhere, and it's one hundred percent war. Like honestly, so it's a nice coffee table piece. Yeah, honestly, I've been looking on Etsy. No one has it yet, and I'm sure it's going to pop up. But I want Ronin star wars art now that's my new oh that's my new thing you know how i go through oh. phases where i want things yeah, yeah, that's yeah, my yeah. thing right now okay i'm obsessed with there's, the duel there's a lot of star wars ronin stuff out there oh. like not from like not from that show but like the japanese like that japanese influenced samurai star wars stuff yep. is everywhere yeah i i uh, there's a few people that have done pieces where they turn like 
a bunch of characters into what they would look like in feudal Japan and things like that. There's uh-huh. people have done it like Arthurian legend style. I love playing with IPs like that. I think it's fun. Uh, but yeah, that that's my uh, new thing. We have a restaurant, Tim, uh, Rocco's Tacos. Rocco's Tacos. Which uh, Rocco's Tacos is, is a sit down restaurant. If you live in Tampa, it's by International Mall. And they it's a whole Star Wars theme inside. So it's like yeah. it's like Coco meets Star Wars. It's really cool. And yeah. they have all of these portraits of Star Wars characters uh, with the, uh, what are they called? Sugar Skulls from Dia de los Muertos. Is that what they call them? Sugar Skulls? I believe they call them Sugar Skulls. I thought they were death masks. They're called Sugar Skulls. I did it. Look at you. I thought they were death masks. Thanks. I thought they were really dark. Thanks, Epcot. Um, nice job. Uh, so they have a, stylized all the Sugar Skulls. And then they have them in another corner. And they're all stylized like Victorian with the big poofy neck pieces and whatnot. And if you go take a piss, they have a camera at the, or a TV at the urinal and they're constantly playing the original trilogy on loop. So (laughs) you can sit there and watch the Death Star blow up while you're taking a piss. I mean, and their margs are 10 of 10 and very good. They have the healthy mark with, with the, the agave. Yeah. You call it skinny. Call that a skinny. They changed the name. It used to be called the, the partita Rita. Oh, I like that. That's clever. Now it's the skinny. Womp, womp, womp. Anyway, so yeah, head over to Rocco's Tacos if you'd like to uh, eat in a Coco. If you've ever dreamed of eating in a restaurant that has a Coco Star Wars mashup theme. That's the place for you. Not an ad. It could be, though. Rocco's Tacos, we're looking at you. (laughs) Actually found out. One of the someone who uh, who waits at Rocco's Tacos watches the stream. Oh yeah, when we were there was, that one time, it was our waitress. Well, it was our waitress one night. It was well, well, no, it was her husband. <laughs> oh no, it was her boy. It was her boyfriend that watched me, and she texted him, and she came up, and then she came to the stream the next day. And she's like, "Hey, you're awesome." I thought that was really cool. <laughs> anyway, so if you want to meet Tim and eat in a place that has a cocoa. <laughs> Well, uh, that's going to do it for this episode of Star Wars and Scotch. We appreciate you stopping by uh, today and uh, enjoying the show. Uh, Make sure you head over to kingscoastcoffee.com. Today, October 1st, the first drop of cocoa is hitting. So by the time you hear this, it might not even be there. But go sign up. Make sure you're on the mailing list because that is the quickest way to find out when things are coming. But kingscoastcoffee.com, by the time you hear this, that cocoa might be gone. But if it's not, go check frantically quickly. There will be more cocoa. There will be more. Yes. We're waiting yeah. for it to come in. But we managed to get this drop earlier than usual. So take advantage of that. Make yourself a mocha or have some spooky, spooky little ghost marshmallows <laughs> in your Halloween uh, hot cocoa. Ooh. Ooh. either way thank you so much for hanging out with us today we appreciate you real quick before we run out of here i'm gonna Mm -hmm. i'm gonna turn the vlog on so everyone can see tim and uh wait no there we go hi there's tim on the vlog and you're on the vlog right now but you don't know it there's tim hello tim hi yeah so if you guys didn't know the rare drop vlog is back so you can head on over to raredrop.co uh, you can find our YouTube channel, Spotify, everything, all the content that Raredrop creates. You can head on over to raredrop.co, check out the vlog. It's it's all the fun behind the scenes stuff that we you don't get to see on stream, or uh, really the, the stuff you don't get to see on stream. So 
uh, Kevin's family's on there. My family's on there. Ben's family's on there. We got we got Mindy and and Paul and Mindy's, Nate. And, Mindy's taking my camera because she's going to food and wine festival this weekend. Oh, lucky! So, well, there it is. Yeah. So, uh, Mindy's gonna have the camera. So that'll be that'll be very exciting. Either way, thank you so much for hanging out with us. Make sure you head over to fb.gg slash darkness four two nine to go check out Tim Money through Friday nine a.m. Eastern. Uh, he's playing New World right now. You can join him on the Topanga server. Halo. The Topanga server, Topan. yeah, or the Topanga. Topan, you can log in it. What is it called? Login and clog in our company. Oh, my, mine is mine is the the cult community. Oh, you did it. Oh, okay. I'm in Ben's. Sorry, it's called Login and Cloggin. I, I saw Login and Cloggin. I figured that was Ben's. Yeah, it's ben. so. Uh, and uh, is that it? Do we do we tell them everything? I think that's it. I think we're we, all done. No, I think we did the thing. Okay. I think we're well, good. you can send them off yeah. this week. All right, guys. Well, thanks so much for watching Star Wars and Scotch. It's been a pleasure having you. Yeah, and you, Kevin, you already did all the all the information. I was going to do the full sign off. You just you, you only had to say one thing. All I had to say was one thing. I wanted to do the entire bit. May the force be with you. Kevin, punch it. I don't know what you wanted me to say. You, I, I, I'm not, I'm not sure. We're still going. <laughs>Mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.